0: Hey, friends, welcome to the Johnson City Living Podcast, where we learn about the people, places, events, and flavors that make Johnson City a lovely place to live. I'm your host, Colin Johnson, with the Colin and Carly Group and Keller Williams Realty. It is a beautiful day here in Johnson City. It is September, and it's a little crisper, a little cooler this morning. You can feel the fall. I saw pumpkin spice stuff happening, so I think fall is officially here. But more importantly than pumpkin spice, I know, it's hard to believe, is Bradley and Laura Eschbach are in the studio today. They are the owners of the General Store. Thank you guys for coming in and hanging out with me. And so our listeners are going to be super excited to learn about you guys. But I'm going to let you introduce yourselves and just talk a little bit about who you are and how
1: you made Johnson City home. Yeah, um, as I clear my throat. Um, I'm Bradley Eschbach, my wife, Laura Eschbach. We own and operate The Generalist. I like saying we are general store proprietors. Ooh. <laughs> it's like a fun word. Sundries, novelties, uh, proprietors. Yes. It's another one of those general store vernacular. Yeah, um, I love it. We just opened up today's day 18 in downtown at uh, the corner of Main Street and Roan Street. It's the old Massingills space. Um, I grew up and was raised here and went to TTSU and went to Science Hill and then Left and lived uh, in a few places, mainly Chicago. Okay, that's where I met Laura. Yeah, um, and we moved here two years ago, kind of thinking about uh, opening a business. And the two-year journey of that is where we find ourselves now.
0: That's awesome. Now, coming. So you grew up here. So you, mm-hmm. you obviously love East Tennessee because you came back. Let's go to Laura. Laura, <laughs> what do you love about Johnson City now that you've been here a couple years?
2: Oh, man. The people really make it. Um, I think there's something special. I joke around with people here that there's, like, something in the water in Johnson City <laughs> in a positive way. Yeah. I was. It's been fun with, since the stores went opening, getting to know people and how they got here. Yeah. And you find all these small world moments uh-huh. where recently we ran into somebody who came into the store who lived up the street from us in Chicago and ran an art space I really admired up there. That's and cool. And we connected. And they they were trying to figure out where they were going to land. And they came to Johnson City, and they knew the guy who runs Patriot Popcorn. He grew up in the same hometown. There's just all these little things like that. Connections. that seem to happen. Um, but for, for me, it's really the community. I'm really lucky. Bradley has a deep roots here in East Tennessee. I grew up moving all around, so I've always... Uh, really wanted a center of gravity, and I feel like Johnson City has that in its community. Um, you know, it's really special, all of the festivals that happen all year long. Oh, yeah. The the community really shows up for one another. Mm-hmm. You know, I joke around. I grew up in Northern California um, and then moved to Chicago about 10 years ago um, and have always loved living in different places. Yeah. But East Tennessee, Tennessee lives up to its, its name of the volunteer state, man. Mm-hmm. Like, people just show up strangers on the street if you drop something we're so eager to help you when yeah, we were moving sure. into the space a lot of times I was moving big boxes by myself. We're like ma'am you can't pick yeah. that up. Hold on <laughs> which yeah. is just so special. So I don't know. I feel very um very taken care of just by the community here and it feels like a real privilege to offer something back to them.
0: That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So proprietors, yes. entrepreneurial, where did the where did this kind of come from for for you, Brett?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, a few different places. I think this is a, a culmination of a lot of uh, kind of both of our stories and our kind of careers at this point. Yeah. I've worked in marketing and advertising my whole life, and um, so I build brands. I obsess about why people do what they do, how yeah. humans make decisions, yeah. why they make decisions that might seem uh, kind of counterintuitive. And Laura's a community builder and an artist and a producer and been in that like kind of creative world for a long time. Um, and we've since we've first started a relationship, both entrepreneurial and wanting to start something. I think we've both built uh, other people's empires uh, a few times, right? Eh. <laughs> and um, and then with the timing with things like COVID, Laura had a really thriving event and, and performance space in Chicago that she ran, and that had to be shut down. And so we just kind of found ourselves staring down a new lease and a Chicago winter and, uh, my whole family lived here. So it made a lot of sense for, for us to come, um, back here and we kind of settled in with the intention. Like we, we thought a whole lot about, um, I mean, we can open a business. You can, you, you anybody can hang a, hang a sign up and, and start taking people's money, but <laughs> to understand something that that's going to, you know, we're replacing a hundred year business. Yeah, It takes some thought to have a business that has the, that serves a community for a hundred years. And it means not just doing what you think it needs. And so we spent a lot of time sitting around talking to people, observing, spending time in the community. We're really passionate about downtown. Yeah. I have been since I was like 12 years old Yeah, and I got my wisdom teeth out. My mom had to, I made her go down to main street and get me a smoothie from the hyperlink, which is now the hideaway Yeah, It was an internet cafe because I wanted, that was the only thing I could eat after I had my, <laughs> wisdom teeth out. Um, That's cool. I, I love downtown. So we came here and we knew downtown was the place. We knew some sort of um, business was going to be in that space, but yeah. we're in that area, but we really were kind of keeping it wide and, and broad and w- went through a bunch of different iterations. And landed on a general store for a lot of kind of serendipitous but awesome reasons. The first business in Johnson City was a general store. Henry Johnson didn't come here and open a malt shop. Right. He opened a general store. Yeah. It's where you got your mail. It's where everybody came together. It's where you saw your neighbors. And yet my whole life, uh, there's never been one here. You say general store and people say, oh, yeah, let's go to Asheville and go to Mast. I I think the Mast organization and family group have done an amazing thing. Mm -hmm. They've also purposely skipped Johnson City my entire life. There's mm-hmm. been a Facebook group called Bring Mass General to Johnson City for 14 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they've never done it. And they said it was a parking issue, which, uh, you know, Disney has a parking issue because everybody wants to be there. And that's sure. what downtown yeah. Johnson City is. It's yeah. the Disney world of Johnson City. <laughs> I hadn't heard that, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, It's right. Yes. <laughs> well,
0: know. that's why I had a hard time parking this morning. Yeah, yes, exactly. exactly. Thanks, Disney,
1: bringing all your people there. So yeah. a general store felt like a natural fit. And it, it's, you know, we're serving a large, expansive community downtown. People who live there, work there, play there. And so you have to be able to kind of sell a little bit of everything to everyone. And so it's kind of general store, independent department store is kind of where we got to.
0: That's cool, that's cool. So marketing for you, advertising, that kind of thing. Laura, what's your background?
2: Um, so I actually have a BFA in acting. <laughs> I studied performance art um, through college and then moved to Chicago to pursue performance. Um, spent a couple years auditioning, understudying, kind of getting my feet wet and really loved it. But um, really found myself at a certain point tired of being one of like six redheads in the room. I was redhead at the time gotcha. <laughs> and was really anxious just to do work that mm-hmm. I had a really um, great uh, college education that gave me a lot of great skills and uh, kind of high bar for what I wanted to do. Um, so going and auditioning for things that half the time I wasn't even sure if I really wanted, cared very much about the story I was telling. Sure. I just wanted the book. The I just gig. need work.
0: Yeah. 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 And kind of like to live indoors, and uh-huh. eat food, that kind of oh, deal. Yeah. yeah. And
2: you know the um, the waiting game is part of it. It's a grind. I really admire. I have a lot of friends who still do it, um, but it just at a certain point wasn't for me. And I really wanted to produce something myself. I was tired of knocking on doors. I just felt like, why can't I just... To get a group of people together and start making the art I want to do um, I had some friends from college living in Chicago at the time and so in 2015 I produced my first full length play kind of on a whim that's did, cool did like a GoFundMe yeah. uh, it was a small cast of like four or five people I did I performed in it I produced in it I was like the house manager half the time it was a lot I would recommend doing <laughs> yeah, all you of that worn out. person yeah. but um, learned a lot and most of the what I learned is that venues are super expensive um, and that is the biggest cost uh, it's prohibitive to you know, performance like that being done. And I had just moved uh, right when I met Bradley into an apartment where I was one of four roommates and we had, it was like almost 3,000 square feet, pretty large duplex where um, my other three roommates roommates were working in the service industry. And so I said, hey, do you mind if I start throwing a variety show on Friday nights once a month because um, y'all are at work and we yeah. basically had the top floor of a two, a three-flat, which is like a 3rd three-story building in Chicago, um, and I could throw a show in the top floor because I had no neighbors below me that would complain. Yeah. Um, so I started throwing a monthly show there, getting folks together, mostly because when I did my full-length play, I learned a lot. I worked a nine-to-five at the time. I also worked in project management in tech. Um, And so I had so many friends who would show up to my show and say, I've never seen anything like this before and we're really not exposed to that kind of art. I also had friends who were musicians or visual artists or comedians and not everybody was in the same like art clique. And a lot of those communities don't get to interact with one another in certain spaces. So I started doing a, a variety show where I'd curate a little bit of everybody. I'd give everybody five minutes and get set a theme every month. And really the biggest rule was doing something they had never done before, even if it was in their wheelhouse. And what was created was this beautiful safe space because everybody was trying something new. And then the people who came in and were able to watch what we were doing also were experiencing something new. And so I learned so much about – building community through that yeah it's peak i had like 60 people in my living room which is kind of (laughs) a lot Uh, but that's kind of the like
1: steamy steamy living room fire marshal shut you down yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. It's
2: like it's in the past at (laughs) least definitely uh in retrospect as now especially going through all the rigmarole to open a business would never do that again but but i learned so much about the community aspect and how needed that kind of thing was and it really lit my fire to Hey, I want to produce more, and that it doesn't have to be a full-length play. I don't have to do just what I know is the cookie-cutter way to be a creative in Chicago or anywhere. Yeah. Um, and so that really skyrocketed my career. I met up here in the community who was starting her own event space a couple years later, and she had a similar uh, background in kind of curating shows like that, a little more buttoned up than me. <laughs> yeah. My my kind of DIY everybody sit on the floor and drink out of solo cups while we watch good art um but that's the beauty of of what they call kind of the diy art scene in chicago yeah you can find it in any place and some of the best things that you'll see you'll pay five bucks for or it'll be on and the some of those people room. are
0: fantastic and they'll mm-hmm. never be you know like huge or whatever they yeah well some it.
2: of them are some of some the of people that came through our variety show are like one of the gals is um or one yeah just person is now on uh, the new league of their own. We oh, have a friend cool. who's like in a lot of TV and movies now. So it's kind of, you know, it cool. doesn't You're really like, matter, yeah, but yeah. it's fun. But yeah, so that um, that was really what got my wheels turning. And I was still working the nine to five and really feeling like I was kind of getting stretched in the yeah. middle. Um, and then this opportunity to open a business showed up with a, a person in our community who was Like, hey, I need a business partner, I can't do this full time on my own. Mm-hmm. And so, um, in 2018, I helped open a space uh, called the Martin in Chicago, and it was a thousand square foot storefront, which is also a pretty typical thing That's for cool. like kind of found art spaces in Chicago. And we, our spiel with that was, we anything you can dream up will make happen. So, we would have artists come and tell us their ideas, and we would meet them where they are in accessible agreements and try to figure out how they could put a play up for the first time or do an open mic or perform their music, do a music video release show. Like we did literally so many wild, cool cool creative events. Yeah. And then we rented the space for like birthday parties and wedding showers, that kind of thing to keep the lights on. Um, So that was really fulfilling. Uh, And then, yeah, like Brad said, in 2020, when the world shifted, it was not a great business model for smashing 40 people into a thousand square feet. And um, it was really actually good opportunity, though, I was kind of reaching a a crossroads in that business where I was feeling like I was going in a different direction than my partner. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was actually a big relief to kind of find this natural ending to it. But then when we moved here, I interviewed for jobs. I tried to see what I wanted. You know, I didn't know where we're going to be looking for remote work. And we just kept landing on working for myself was like the most fulfilling building community. That was really where I was in my purpose. And um, at one point, we just had a conversation of, well, I we got to get me back in that world, and we want to do something together. Um, we came to visit in November twenty nineteen, right before everything changed, and we're, I remember us walking downtown and peeking in windows, and we always kept an eye on Massingills. Yeah, um, but we have pictures of us walking around, and I'm standing in front of the is that the jc penny building that yeah. they have that like 150 what's years now the, what's
1: yeah. now the henry, the henry yes yeah so.
2: there was i think the sign's still there <clears throat> to honor the one, uh, 150th year of johnson city and i'm going like, yeah. like two thumbs up in front of the sign and we i just remember us walking around dreaming even back then of like hey one day wouldn't it be great to bring yeah. a dream here because while i had all this great experience in chicago and it was important to that community at that time I was one of many. I was a drop in the bucket in comparison to what it means to bring that kind of community and that um, intention here in a community that was really thirsty for it and really um, is excited to show up.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a cool. Yeah, because downtown is um, a neat space. It's always like you said, growing up um, used to be a sort of a sporting goods store. Um, I can't remember the name of it, yeah, but yeah. Um, some yeah, we that we were like, hey, we're going downtown to get a new baseball glove or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, because we just didn't have. Like big box stuff, and then yeah. so yeah. now the big box stuff shows up, and I'm, yeah, you know that's the place to go to get your tennis racket or whatever. And mm-hmm. so, um, it's great that downtown's kind of starting to to grow and get more and more um, great little businesses downtown. And so it's cool um, to hear your stories and how you came together. How'd you guys? Meet up and get married. I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean, it's a it's that's another, probably, probably another story. story that I that Our, could, could uh, be the whole wedding rest of
2: anniversary is actually tomorrow.
1: Oh, yeah. congratulations! Yeah, Happy anniversary! Yeah, thank thank you. you. Yeah, we uh, the short version of it is um, <laughs> I was in college at ETSU in 2008, she was in college in California, and yeah. I found her, I saw a picture that she posted on the social network Tumblr. <laughs> Which yep, is, a little I remember dated. Tumblr. Yeah, uh, I saw it and you couldn't. I sent her an email. Mm-hmm. That's how old this was. And I said, Hey, that's a cool bike. And looking back, it was like 19 year old me trying to flirt. Yeah. Um, and I, I, she responded. I said, I'm from Tennessee. And she said, Oh, I've always wanted to see the, the East Coast. Mm-hmm. She did <laughs> California and then, uh, West
2: Coast Central <laughs> and then, uh, geography in my mind. Atlantic Ocean comes right up to the side of Tennessee.
1: (laughs) So we were like uh, internet acquaintances. And then fast forward five plus years later, and we both independently ended up in Chicago. And then... Still like Tumblr talking? A little bit, but it wasn't... Barely. barely. We just kept eyes on each other. And then then she dated some people. I dated some people. And then about five years after that, we've both been in Chicago about five years. And then I was on Tinder flipping (laughs) through, and I saw her. And I was like, I know her. And... Sent her a message, said, "Hey, what's up, old friend? I guess we're both single at the same time," and that was eight years ago. Yeah,
2: then we went on a date, and we were. I'm. I had just gotten out of a relationship. I wasn't trying to really be with anybody. Right. I met him. I was like, "Oh no, I met my husband." No, no. <laughs> ah!
1: I and then she. Isn't that great? Yeah. She flew me. I mean, she she met me and and was uh, it my my love for Johnson City and East Tennessee came across because we were together for maybe two months and my thirtieth birthday hit and she surprised me with tickets and flew me here. She didn't know any of my family. She yeah. flew here and met I my family it and with
2: all of them. Yeah.
1: To, so it's You're like this is a keeper. Yeah. yeah. His and his family's
2: like she's got some balls. We got, <laughs> well, yeah. And
1: we yeah. got married in Jonesboro in um to, that September of 2019. Awesome. So we've always I've I come home a half dozen times a year when yeah. I I moved away. So it's always this has always been my center of gravity because yeah. my family's here so, yeah it's, it's been cool to You be have there. a big family here yeah I'm the oldest of four kids oh, so, okay yeah there's um there's like a line out there I think if you're like under the age of 45 you know me and my siblings <laughs> and over the age. I it's been interesting having some of the 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 more uh, seasoned Johnson Cityans come in, some of the... I'm just the,
0: ahead of, you're like, 49, yes. so I should know. Well,
1: the 60-plus the crowd, if I say the last name Eshbach, they're like, that's not an old East Tennessee name. <laughs> right. But then the young people are like, oh, yeah, I know, both your sisters. Yeah, they're at school <laughs> together. Yeah. yeah, that's how it works. That's cool. That's
0: cool. Do you have a big family?
2: Um, I am the youngest of three. Okay. Um, and we are all spread out, so that's the where i really gravitate toward everybody being in one place but um my brother and sister are my brother's 12 years older than me my sister's 10 years older than me so i grew up in kind of a an interesting um Family dynamic because I was with my—basically, my, my siblings had, like, a whole other family life without. And then I came. They left and went to college when gotcha. I was pretty young. But I was uh, born in Colorado, actually. My family lived there for, like, 20 years. I was only there for, like, five years mm-hmm. early in my life. And then I grew up mostly in Northern, Northern California, California. but. My sister's still up there. My brother now lives in Connecticut with um, where his wife's from. Okay. And uh, my parents just retired to Florida. So, but we try to get together. You're kind
0: of like in the middle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're centrally in, located.
2: <laughs> yeah, and at one point last or in 2020, my parents were living in Colorado, and we had literally a, someone in every single time zone. In the oh, States. yeah. So it's challenging, but honestly, we have like we have weekly family calls. Oh, especially that's good. COVID, I think tightened up our um priorities on making sure we we make time to catch up with one another and stay in touch
0: yeah and, well that's a good and, thing about covid
2: yeah exactly but and yeah, you're here, too, here. because you're
0: kept the martin thing yes. going and yeah may exactly. not be here, so exactly right. so let's talk about because i've watched one i got my tuxedo for one of my proms at wow. mass yeah um, yeah and used to go in there it's just <laughs> one of those cool places and yeah. so um sad when it shut down mm-hmm. and watched the whole kind of
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know it sat in shambles for a while
1: for yeah almost five years you yeah well, we would and come so and visit
2: and we would look in and they we, like what is going rats? on yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. there yeah. were months and months before we signed a lease and we were thinking about it we would i would walk by and i'd take a photo through the window of just all the just mess yeah so that and then i'd go back a month later and see has anything moved <laughs> and it was like a plastic bottle would just be sitting there in the same place. I'm like, oh my god, it's even worse. I feel it's like worse. it's actually going back in time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Actually, the rats are making friends. Somehow, <laughs> they're yeah.
1: having parties in there. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And so it just sat there. And I'm glad someone had the vision to say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna make it something. And so you said maybe it, it was looking at possibly being a restaurant, and then um, and then you guys decided, hey, we're gonna this is gonna be home. And so tell me about and for our listeners, if they're thinking about renovating a space. How does that all play out, and <laughs> yeah. and then I'm sure the timeline's just super fast.
1: Yeah, and you know i i, I have I have views on this, Colin. Um, I thought you might I downtown Johnson have- City. You know, downtown Johnson City is in this amazing, like, kind of I think critical tipping point where if you are, I'll say 45 again. If you're under the age of 45. Downtown, your life has been basically on an upswing. It has only gotten better. With the city investment, we've gone from only bars and a few businesses to a thriving community. We've gone from a handful of apartments that were old and dilapidated to some of the best in the city. Yep. All of that has happened. If you're over the age of 45 and you grew up where there were seven department stores Mm -hmm. and a train that took you from Jonesboro to downtown to do shopping, it's been on the decline. Yeah. And so it's been cool to see people come in who are in that later camp come in and see wait a second, this is what this is downtown Johnson City? I wish Johnson Cityans treated downtown the way that they treat places they go and visit as a tourist. If right. you come downtown, you know what, I'm gonna spend the afternoon down here. Yeah. And you pop into the coffee shop, and then into an art gallery, and then into the generalist, you get yourself a beer in between each of those, and then you have yourself a, a drink. I like that you idea. look back and you're like, damn, Johnson City's as good as fill in the blank. Yeah. Those moments where those serendipitous kind of towns you found on a road trip and had this great moment experience your own town as a tourist yeah. is really important. That's my first point. The second point is that uh, we have one of the, the biggest assets that Johnson City has is these old buildings. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we have is a history that starts in the 1850s. Yeah, We have over decades ripped down a lot of those buildings. The parking lots that are now parking lots used to be glorious yeah. hotels, but they're not all ripped down. We've got some really great investment happening at the Henry, mm-hmm. and we've got the King Building, we've got is coming. And- uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And so that is the the thing that is almost frustrating, but I'm kind of using it as a little bit of a bully pulpit right now. Is the only reason that Massingills, which is like really that space, is a, the jewel in the crown of downtown. It that building needed millions of dollars of investment sure. when, from the day that they closed it as Massingills. It was not to code. <laughs> Once it right. was in Massengills, it didn't have sprinklers it didn't have central heat and air it had the floors were 100 years old but covered in three layers of carpet like it needed work carpet will hold you up.
2: exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it had cold dust like there was the um subcontractors we've become close friends with have shown us pictures of when they were first ripping things up and how like even as they're doing the apartments upstairs because back in the day they would heat the building with coal yeah there's coal dust everywhere yeah. all isn't that crazy floors and, and stuff it's it's, wild.
1: it's been you know What happened was some outside investors, a group of friends that grew up in North Carolina and really had an eye on Johnson City and loved restoring downtown buildings. Mm -hmm. Um, They found Johnson City and found the building and talked to the Ambers Wilson and um, did the deal. And they weren't really sure, are we going to put a restaurant, retail space, all of that. And they're investors. So they're they buy the building, they think about, is the money there? What, I'm gonna get this from the state for a facade grant. I'm gonna get this from my investor for this. Mm-hmm. Try to see if it all financially works. And sometimes they just walk away and then right. the building's empty. Right. My biggest fear that has kept me up at night is that like a Walgreens goes into some of these buildings. Uh, downtown, right. yeah. That a Bank of America comes in yeah. and drives the rent up and then it's not accessible. But the hard truth is the only reason I and we locals of Johnson City can take this amazing building and kind of shepherd it into the next hundred years. Is because some outsiders came in and spent two to three million dollars. Yeah, crazy. And, and they had to buy the building too. <laughs> they had to buy it and to all in. They had to spend that money. And I know that there are people in Johnson City that care about this stuff yeah. and that are spending two hundred thousand dollars to put a new porch on their house in Boones Creek. Isn't that crazy? Or are building another lake house. Yeah. And so I'm 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 challenging the people in Johnson City. If you care about this place, then come invest in one of these buildings. Mm-hmm. I will give you a list of a dozen businesses that will open up in your ground floor the day it's ready. There are entrepreneurs here that have the ideas and have the capital to start the business, but not the capital to restore these buildings. We need that. And that'll happen outside. It's happening. People from from New Mexico are buying buildings and restoring them, Mm -hmm. and that's great. But we're locals building in a local building, filling it with vendors that are local, which means – it's not just that dollars recirculating through the community, it is staying here, yeah. And so, that's that's yeah. my the, like pulpit o- over, but I am, jumped yeah. it on. I loved it, it was it, great. It takes, and I, I it takes money, and there is money here. And we got a
0: lot of money, and we got a lot of people moving in from the area who yeah. I think love the area, and so they may not be locals forever like you and yeah. me and, but they may be like Alora who a moved local. here a new local yeah. and they're gonna say hey we really want to invest down here right we're seeing more of that I think and Absolutely. so I love it um, yeah. My, so yeah if you have an idea and you want to get with Brad I'm sure he would love <laughs> to chat more about it and just, he yeah and then so um, a friend of ours Daniel Mcintosh just got a job at the JcDA yeah. right across the street from you yeah. totally and so he's involved in that with Tish and we're excited to see what you know they do and um, for Downtown, but probably a list of buildings out there if you're interested in, in yeah. investing. And we're, we're you can call me on that one, I can help you find a building. Yeah. yeah, there you
2: go.
1: There were huge fans of um, the just kind of this new generation of leadership that's coming into the city from Tish to Kathy Ball, seeing a lot of people that have been there for a long time and did amazing things for the city, but cycle out, and yeah. I think that's. Uh, it's a reinvigoration of just energy that yeah. is on all levels, and, and we're see- that it is palpable. Yeah. The difference in our relationship with the city two years ago versus now. Okay, I can't explain how different it is. That's cool, yeah.
2: in yeah, a good big, way, I'm assuming. Yeah, Absolutely. Big yeah. shout out to the JCDA and especially Tish for yeah. we. You know, we also wouldn't have been able to do this business without a grant from the city. So, sure. All well, through the Tennessee Placemakers grant, mm-hmm. like that was really what was the catalyst of starting our business yeah. was. We it was at this point in time where I had been interviewing for jobs and, you know, making it to final rounds and not getting it. Brad had was working remotely, but we were trying we were kinda stuck and not sure what was next. Sure an opportunity to apply for this grant came up and really formed what is now the generalist. And um there's just no way even us we could have probably made it happen, but it's certainly um is a huge asset. I was talking to somebody who came in to the store sometime last week asking about, you know, how did you make it all happen? I said, find grants. Yeah. You know, that is, yeah. you know, there are all these amazing opportunities. It's, but it is this, uh, there's so much red tape in of the process, of stuff. and you, you got to be able to
0: write the grant and figure yeah. out yeah. one, you got to find one. And so it's right. a huge deal. But Tish yeah. so.
2: is very, like, meeting with her and, you know, we, we got the grant and she came on afterward, but even talking to her in our first meeting, she was giving us advice on how to find more grants. And, yeah. you know, always, how do I help you? How sure. do I help you? Do you need me to come ring up somebody Yeah, low on staff like that energy that sweet she's just, just a yeah, giver yeah she's great so I had to shout her
0: out she's great well Bradley my wife Carly and I it was her birthday Friday and um, we did do the local tourists and so mm-hmm. we came and spent some time downtown and um, went to the terrarium place yeah. and then we went in yeah. your store oh, and
1: yay.
0: I was just blown away it was awesome so um, for listeners about the generalist I mean obviously the owners can tell you about it but <laughs> initially just your first impression was like it's an eclectic kind of just i don't know what you want to call that word just where everything blended together beautifully it was just Mm -hmm. it was beautiful and it's really cool that you have everything from clark bars to clothes you know and so it was really cool so tell us about kind of the store and because i know we're we're getting long i'm getting long-winded but um we'd love for, for the listeners to learn about what can you come and get mitch was excited that you have bottles of water yeah,
2: yeah I love that. <laughs> we do have bottles
0: He was like there's nowhere downtown you can get a bottle of water and i was like yeah no no I there's know. not no well, and, and we're so,
2: like our num- one of our number one things is doctor enough to oh, because you of don't course. have to go into a vending machine you yeah. can come just get one right just out come get one yeah. and that's local yeah so i think
1: good. um you know we how i've been thinking about it is we we've built a place that intentionally it's meant to feel like when you walk out of a movie theater into a bright day yeah and you're kind of like your eyes have to adjust oh like, yeah what all is going on yeah there's a yeah. lot of sensory inputs yes. right now that's what we want in the same way you walk into a department store you walk into a walmart you're like where the hell is electronics right that's what we're trying to do and so we've got you know we have 4500 square feet and we're trying to build a place that's kind of everything for everyone so it yeah means if you're a Working downtown like y'all, and you want to come in and get a sandwich? We've got incredible grab-and-go foods made in Chucky, Tennessee. We've got every kind of drink you could want. Yeah, if you're having an evening with your date and just left a restaurant and don't want one of the, uh, you know, frozen Cisco pieces of a uh, dessert that you can get at some places. Come here and get a fresh baked whoopie pie for your dessert. Oh, I did see some cake, I think, too. Yeah. Oh, that looked really slices. good. Mm. If you know, if you live downtown and you don't want to go back to Kroger and you forgot a few of your groceries, just walk down to the generalist and if you want to buy a gift for any human you've ever met. Yeah. We've got something for them. It, so. It blew my mind. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. it's I appreciate super cool. it. Yeah,
2: thank you. We kind of the Language we've landed on, so we have, you know, the two sides of the storefront, um, We basically two storefronts that are connected. And the uh-huh. general store is the one when you walk in, and that's kind of our focus on independent brands. So uh-huh. everything that we've curated in there is either a local person who's selling food uh-huh. or an independent brand. And I've tried to keep things... Generally southern in the in the southern mm-hmm. region for a lot of these brands, but then there are just some brands that I I we love and right. we feel like people will want and yeah. done a lot of research on kind of what's trending in snacks and beverages and it's been so fun to have people come in and say, oh this was on my Instagram ads and I yeah. wanted to try it or people who are cult followers of some of yeah. these brands who say I buy this on Amazon and y'all are cheaper and more accessible I don't have to wait for it to. To ship to me, and that's you know we're not we're just excited to hear that and, yeah. and encouraged by that, and that's a real wonderful experience. Is that whole side, but then the other room is filled with 35 local vendors. So all that space in there is either rented or done in a consignment agreement. um And so we have, I think like 35, we not like display spaces. Yeah, oh, it was really
0: goodness. cool, yeah. way, and I love the way you did the the you know. The writing on the wall uh-huh. for their names their, and everything. Yeah, it was it's just brilliantly done, wonderfully put together. It's I really give it cool. Sh-
1: shout out to my dad, Richard, and my brother-in-law, Sam, uh, because we built forty different pegboards. We hand drilled over sixteen hundred holes. We <laughs> made forty different benches. I was wondering what the blisters tables. were on your hand. Yeah. <laughs> we made we made I yeah, somebody the guys from Breaker Barber came in because they're opening the new space and they are like, These pegboards are cool. We'd love maybe we could do you have any extras or could you make us some? And we mentioned that to my dad. My dad said, I will never make another pet board. Not known, <laughs> we but hell no. We are done. Shop yes. is closed. Yes. So but you know, it's we wanted to make something that felt permanent and yeah. felt, felt new and different. So. Yeah,
2: and it's real special. Um I have to say that like, this is the first week we're going to be issuing payment to our vendors. Ah, we, you know, that's cool! And the response—I have like a dashboard. I share all their sales with them. Has been incredible. Um, it feels immensely. I don't even have words for it, of how special it feels to not only build a business of our dreams but to bring other people along to, yeah, uh, along the ride. It's like a multiplier. Yeah, it. You're it's like, like yeah. You really we are. You know. I, we're making money but they're making money and good like the response has been great for us but it makes me so happy when people come to the counter to check out and they've got a basket full of stuff from that room of local people i get to tell them a little story about every person and they're handmade everything that we focus on for our vendors are they're handmade or hand curated so those people are putting a lot of thought into everything they do a lot of them were popping up at marketplaces and lugging all their stuff and set up for four hours and maybe getting rained out or maybe They make their money back and that's all. And now getting to provide a space for folks to have permanent space for people Mm -hmm. to go visit and then something that can be actually a a revenue maker for them is just that's what this is all about is we've been building this for our future legacy, but also because we want we believe in the community and. It, rising tide lifts all boats. And so if we're focused on everybody's success, then we all do better together.
0: I love it. Yeah. And yeah, I, I can just see it continuing to grow and thrive and do well. And so congratulations, Thank guys. You. I yeah. mean, huge accomplishment. I mean, one, just jumping out there and fighting the fear and doing it is mm. awesome. And then to see it come to fruition and see you guys thriving is just exciting. And I so we just um, wish you a ton of luck. And um, yeah, so if you're Thank listening... It's definitely got to be a stop downtown. (laughs) Um, Don't skip by it. Um, But we've got tons of great things downtown as well. So come as a local tourist and spend the afternoon in downtown and Brad will – take you out and you can have a beer with him it yeah, sounds like i'll
1: That's tell you exactly. if you need something to do come ask us we'll tell you what to do and if, if you need if you need a gift we got you and if there's ever anything you don't need we're real big on it. like if we don't have it tell us give us a week and we'll have it yeah, yeah. And, and got a
2: suggestion box which has been great i take I a Full of yeah. these like index cards and when i make place my orders every week i but i go through them and see what i can
1: buy. we've learned fun things like the, the the parting fun fact all the all the bouncers at newman's drink milk <laughs> And that's what they wanted. <laughs> Drinking milk. You the most chocolate, hot, regular, white. Oh, all dressed in black, strawberry. looking like they're in a music video, <laughs> and they're buying banana bread and milk. It's yeah, the most the wholesome sweetest. thing on earth. And yeah. that's that's never what, judge a book some, by its
2: cover. Yeah, you're the like these
1: guys will kill me in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. No, look, just want never feel milk. safer than when I'm surrounded by those guys yeah. from Newmans and yeah. they're, they're half gallons of milk.
0: That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. How can our uh, listeners connect with you guys? besides just visiting the store
1: yeah number one come visit the store number two follow us on instagram the generalist.store um our website's the same thing the generalist.store go on there and you can sign up for uh email updates and stuff and so we're we're trying to be real accessible and and really uh if you have anything you want to talk to us about you want you got something you want to sell come and holler at us
0: yeah anything else you wanted to share that i forgot to ask her
1: um, no, I appreciate, I guess just the last thing is that I, we, we spent the last two years doing this in isolation, you know, sitting on our couch, mm-hmm. thinking about this and dreaming about it, freaking ourselves out about it in every direction. And so <laughs> it's been incredibly, uh, fulfilling. And I just want to thank like the community in city mm-hmm. of Johnson city for showing up, but also just the positivity that they've shared with us. And the, so many people just immediately taking this as, uh, as something that it's part of the community and people are already like acting I can already see people, like, defending it, people mm-hmm. already saying, I'm going to do what I have to do, even if it's just to tell people about this so that this sticks around. Yeah. And that feels, as someone who spent two years fighting for this place to exist, mm-hmm. suddenly this whole army showed up fighting along with us, mm-hmm. and that just, I can't, another thing that I can't really put into words. Yeah. So,
2: Yeah, and the, the amount of people who have shown up for us for this to happen from, helping us get the build out finished or the guys working on that building for the last two years are still working on that building, putting their blood, sweat and tears into it. We have so much gratitude for them and everyone involved. And then we have so many friends, family, strangers who have just stepped up to help us in our like home stretch to open the night before we opened, we had all these folks show up to help us price things on shelves. And, uh. You know, it just was amazing when we just kind of put out the bat signal, how many people showed up for us and, while bradley and i did this a lot on our own we would absolutely not be here without everybody else so the, the the gratitude is overflowing and like you said the people who show up and are interested and are curious that's that's the best part too following your curiosity that's what we want
0: yeah i love it i love it so you're yeah you're going to be a better person by coming and hanging out at the journalist. Oh, and that's the hope. so yeah so come check it out um Thank you guys so thank much so for much. coming and hanging out with me. I loved getting to know you all, and I just wish you the wish you the best. And so, um, yeah, it, Colin. thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening. I enjoyed our conversation and hope you guys did as well. Um, until next time, I'm Colin Johnson with the Colin and Carly Group in Keller Williams Realty. And I hope you guys have an awesome day, and I will see you at the Generalist Store downtown.